Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. So yesterday, um, I mentioned that I was I worked from home. I, I did the show from the home studio because uh, I did. I was afraid I was still within like an incubation period potentially where I may have gotten some stomach bug and I did not want to infect everybody at the studio because I am that considerate of a person. And so I, uh, I, I worked from home. Uh, my wife, who was getting over the stomach bug, she worked from home as well. And so as the develop as the story developed out of Nashville, I get off air at three o'clock or so. Well, at three o'clock. And Christy and I then sit down and we make some dinners kind of early. I want to say like four thirty or so. And we start talking about the shooting at this school in Nashville. And I said to her that when I, you know, uh, read the headline about this teenage female who entered the school and murdered kids, the first thing I thought was, do we know it's a female? Because I literally did not know. And I mean that in the true sense, like, I don't know the information that is being given to me. I don't know what the gender of the person is. I don't know if the media is telling me it's a female when, in fact, it's a biological male. I don't know whether it's a male who's identifying as a female. Right? I don't know. Um, And within literally minutes, like three or four minutes, Christy saw transgender female. Or male. is a biological female transitioning to male. Right? That's the... I don't say that to blame transgenderism for the shooting. Much like I don't blame other people for the actions of someone else. Because you are your own person. You are your own individual person. You have agency. You have responsibilities. Your actions are yours. No one makes you do these things. So no, I don't lump everybody in. And I know this is very difficult for people who have a collectivist mindset to understand. I don't lump all people into one category because of the actions of one person who shares a characteristic, a single characteristic at that. Now, um, that being said, it is undeniable that that is part of the story, much like it would be part of the story if it was a right-wing nut job, if it was a Dylan Roof, right? That is part of the story. Of course it's part of the story. If, again, I always say this in the wake of every shooting, every mass shooting like this. For people who are not evil or deranged, we seek the why and we are going to be disappointed because the why will never make sense to the logical, to the rational, to the sane. It, it will not make sense. I don't understand the mind of a person that would be so depraved that they would go and murder nine-year-old children. I don't understand that. 
or anyone for that matter, just to walk into a school and just start shooting people. There's there's no explanation I can come up with for that besides evil. That's evil and derangement. Mental health. This is why people on the right always talk about the level of derangement. Because for people on the right, and I count myself on the right predominantly, um, I mean, a couple issues, I'm libertarian, <laughs> like I'm more conservatarian. But uh, for people on the right who own firearms, they don't understand why somebody would do these types of acts. And we find it really offensive when we get blamed for the actions of an individual who might happen to have shared a characteristic, whether it's race, whether it's gender, whether it's attendance at a certain affinity club or something, whatever. Their politics, social media posts, who they voted for for president, right? I don't share anything in common with a person. I mean, anything of real value. I don't share anything in common with a person who would do such a thing. And when you say I do, that's offensive. Much like people on the left today are finding it offensive for people on the right to be pointing out that this person may have had some sort of, dare I say the term, the left has been all about it for the last couple of years. You know what the term is? Stochastic terrorism. I've talked about this. Stochastic terrorism. It is a fancy way of saying that your belief, your rhetoric, your social media posts need to be censored because some nut job might see them and act upon your posts. I will tell you, as somebody in the public eye as I am, somebody who does this for a living and has for a while, I am always very, very careful about what I say because I recognize with this job comes a lot of responsibility. And I never want to inflame people towards violence. You will hear me talk about it over and over and over again. Right? Politics. This is why I actually engage in political discourse because politics is the path to solving our differences in a pluralistic society without resorting to violence. I don't want violence. Hence, I engage in the politics. Now, when you tell me that my politics are violence, when you tell me that the way I get to a policy aim that we may even agree on, by the way, right? You and I both have a vision of peace and prosperity, and I say, hey, let's take pathway A. And you say, no, no, I want to take pathway B. And I say, well, I think pathway A is best. And then you're going to say that I want people to die because I prefer a different pathway. Right? You're abandoning politics at that point. You're the one abandoning it. And it doesn't matter to me left or right if you're doing that. Right? Calls for violence against other people should be rejected because I usually find this to be the case. The people who are calling for uh revolutions of, of any kind really usually think that for some reason they will survive it and everybody they know and love will survive it. They won't basically be touched by it. It's fantasy. Fantasy. Everyone will be touched by it. Everybody will, lo- will have loss. And everything that we have probably gone. Right? That's, that, that's, what, you're, that's what you're espousing. And so I reject that. Because as a conservative-leaning guy, right right there in the name, conserving, right, I am not for massive upheavals all the time. Instability in a society. Incrementalism is preferred because if you make a mistake, you haven't made a terrible mistake. You're able to maybe course correct, right? You can do a, maybe a little fix here, a little fix there. 
people that are always calling to you know, do something now, do something radical. And it doesn't matter what the outcomes might actually be. It's just, I need to do something now so I feel like I've done something. I am curious. Um, when people talk about all of the gun restrictions that they would like to employ now, uh, while the, the bodies were still warm, literally, and people were you know, using these deaths in order to advance their political agendas, of course, ignoring the stochastic terrorism part of it, where maybe some left-wing rhetoric or, or transgender activist rhetoric, because you, know you know what April 1st is, besides April Fool's Day? They're calling for a day of vengeance. Did you know that? A trans day of vengeance? Yeah. Is that stochastic terrorism? Are people being radicalized? I will answer that for you. The answer is yes, they are. There are people inside the transgender community that are there because they were radicalized. That's that's the feature, not the bug. That's the feature, not the bug. Yes, there are people who suffer from gender dysphoria, which, by the way, might want to look into making that a uh, uh, a mental health uh, prohibition for getting a firearm. I mean, as long as you're talking about creating registration lists and keeping guns out of the hands of mentally ill people. I don't know. I mean, if that's what you want to do, then maybe that's a course you could, uh, you could pursue. But I just point this out. You guys have been advocating for a certain standard on stochastic terrorism, that words are violence. And that if you say, if you, if you disagree, if you refuse to submit, if you don't actively affirm, then you are, causing these people's deaths and then you are whipping them into a rage and again that is part of it there are gender dysphoric people but there is a very large group inside the transgender activist movement they are there for the radicalism they're all radicalized to the left and anybody anybody on the right sees this like people on the right have seen this for a while but nobody on the left discusses this this is verboten a couple of videos have been released uh, by Nashville Police. Metro, I think it's a Metropolitan Nashville Police, MNPD. Um, the first shows uh, the suspect showing up in a car, tiny little, it's like a Fit or something, like a Honda Fit. It's a tiny little car. Uh, drives around the neighborhood, or sorry, drives around the parking lot. Uh, shooter then um, shoots out the front door glass, comes through, and then they show video of the person walking through the school. And that's it. Then the second video is the body cam footage that comes from the sh- uh, one of the officers uh, who made immediate entry into the building, then proceeded up to the second floor and shot the uh, the evil monster dead. Um, and so those are the two video clips. Now, in the second clip that the police released, as the officer is getting ready to go up the stairs to the second floor, um, they turn as they're opening the door, and so their body cam catches two bathrooms. And you know what's on the outside of both bathrooms? Genderless bathroom signs. See, there was a, there was a desire in the immediate aftermath, and I have the receipts here. Ghoulishly, people began blaming the Christians because it was a Christian school. They said, oh, can you only imagine? Because the shooter apparently went to this school. Now, the shooter's not a teenager. Shooter's 28 years old. Began transitioning a couple of months ago, according to reports. And we don't know. This stuff might be 
subject to change. Shooter started transitioning a couple months ago, but went to the school, which means that would be like 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Genderless bathrooms in the school now. Don't know what it was like when they went to school, but that's one of the excuses I heard. Oh, can you only imagine the trauma that this person suffered? Can you imagine the trauma that the families of those murdered victims, do you think do you think they may have some trauma too? Let me go over here and get uh, David on. Hello, David. Welcome to the show. Hey, Pete. How you doing, Bob? Hey, I'm all right. What's up? Well, like you, when I first heard about this and heard that it was a female, my first thought was, are you sure? Because that would be really bizarre. That just doesn't happen. It, right. It is unusual in that usually it is young white males uh, yeah. who engage in this kind of uh, mass shooting behavior. Yeah, you know, it's really funny, too, because it's not funny, but it's just odd. White people tend to do the cold, calculating, planned-out type of crime, where minorities do the spontaneous, impulsive type of crime. You know, we both have our, how you say, wolves. I don't even know how to put it. Wolves. We have our wolves. Each, every, every demographic has their wolves. Well, almost. Yeah. Um, so you've got... Yeah, I mean, the the, um, the the mass shootings, which is classified as four or more in a single spree shooting uh, event. Um, yeah, those, the, I mean, especially the, you know, the planned out ones. Yeah, young, white, lost boy males, um, that failure to launch, right? Losers, basically. Losers. Um, and no purpose in their life. Now, uh, it, like, yeah, demographically, you look at the street crime, which is actually, like, number one is suicides when it comes to gun deaths. Number two is domestic violence. And then number three are, are street crimes, and that's that's the, those that's gang activity, right? That, that's and that tends to be young black men. Well, it's because it's cultural. It's not racial. It's cultural. It's no different than if you was to call a Muslim a son of a dog, he would pull a knife out and kill you. Well, not or hashtag not all Muslims. Call the white person that they would just look at you and go, "Huh? What?" Sure, words have, you know, yeah, they land differently based on cultural norms and, and understandings. I mean, you know, look at the, you know, everybody knows Star Trek. Look at the Klingons, mm. you know. But they have a lot of, uh, they're, they're looked at as militaristic, even though they're technologically advanced. But let's be honest, who would you rather bump into accidentally, a Vulcan or a Klingon? You know, it's cultural, mm. but... I don't know, because don't we the Vulcans, don't they have earlier. a death grip or something? Like, can't they kill you with their death grip? <laughs> I don't know, Trek. I don't know Star Trek stuff. That's what I heard, though. Don't they have, like, a Vulcan death grip? Isn't that... Oh, yeah, the Vulcans do, but Vulcans use violence as a last resort. Ah, okay. Or the Klingons, it's kind of like a first choice. I got you. And it's, it's Klingons should an never be first choice. You know, Klingons don't mug old ladies. It's dishonorable, you know. They don't go after people, you know, they can't defend themselves, things like that. Mm. But I wanted to touch on something, you know, you were talking about earlier, about people who think that a civil war or revolution would be a good idea. And to those people, I would say, if you're on the left, are you ready to stand shoulder to shoulder with hardcore communists to fight alongside them? And if you're on the right, are you ready to stand shoulder to shoulder with hardcore Nazis and fight? People... If anything like that ever really happened in America, first of all, you kiss your country goodbye. 
Yeah, because somebody the comes Chinese in. Chinese would land troops yeah. out on the West Coast and would assist the left. Cartels the would take over. would do the same thing for the right, <laughs> and they would both do it to get a foothold in our country. You wouldn't recognize this place within months, and we would never get rid of either one when the dust settles. There's yeah, and not to mention, to yeah, I mean, and, and not to mention, uh, uh, Prime Minister Blackface up there in Canada. I'm sure he would like uh, swoop on down, no doubt. David, no, I appreciate it. It's, uh, yeah, that's that's the concern. All right, are you prepared for a disaster? Do you need some advice? Are you looking for a military surplus that's real? Well, for more than three decades, the answer has been Old Grouch's Military Surplus in downtown Clyde. It is an old-school, traditional store. It's got a mix of modern and vintage items. See my friend Tim? He'll hook you up. He gets new stuff in all the time, American-made, because it's real military surplus. Camo, shirts, hats, customized dog tags, gear... Old Grouches on Main Street, downtown Clyde, across the street from the anti-aircraft gun. The shop is open Monday through Saturday and all the time at oldgrouch.com. Let's see here. DK says, the Biden administration continuously talks about Ultra MAGA as being an extreme and zealous group, but I don't hear the supposedly objective administration referring to the extreme trans movement as ultra trans or dark trans, right? Um, yeah, this, this, is, this was the point about stochastic terrorism. The left has been bandying that term about stochastic terrorism because it sounds academic. Ooh, it sounds all smarty pants. And uh, that means that, you know, your rhetoric is inspiring violence. And it only goes one way, by the way, because what is now emerged when they found out that the shooter, this is now, I believe, the fourth shooter in a mass shooting event that is identified as trans or non-binary. And they have now shifted to this narrative that the reason why this happened was because not every single person in America or specifically in Nashville, Tennessee, that every single person did not affirm this person's identity. And in essence, that is an argument of affirm us or we kill your kids. That's what that argument is. I'm not sure the left realizes it now. and I'm definitely... Uh, suspicious that they would want this to be the standard because there are a lot of people who feel like there are other people uh, that want to, you know, disavow them or deny them their existence. There were a lot of people talking about the red hat that the person was wearing. They At first they thought this might be a MAGA person. They had a, they had a, a bright red hat. Um... Then there's this other element to it. I mentioned this. Uh, I touched on it a little bit uh, ago. Joseph with an email says, The Bolsheviks have long used the mentally ill and criminal element of society to cause chaos. When Andy No tweets a collage of Antifa mugshots, it always features a few transgenders among the addicts and often a couple of child predators if you dig into their arrest history. Considering this attack's perpetrator and target the motive... Uh, or sorry, uh, considering the attack's perpetrator and target... The motive is obviously ideological. By the way, the shooter did apparently look at another target to either hit before or after, but that target was rejected because it had security. It was too secure. This one was not. Shooter just drove up, shot out the door, walked through. Nobody in there to stop her. Um, the trans community has been whipped into a frenzy. They're increasingly violent in their rhetoric. This is stochastic terrorism, we are told. 
Instead of targeting school moms or entrapping goofy loners, this actual organized violent militant movement should be the one drawing law enforcement's attention. Um, Pete, can you remind... This is from GJM. Can you remind David that the only reason there would be any armed conflict is if the states who stay allegiant to the existing corrupt federal government decided to forcibly invade the newly separated states. We've already seen this happening beginning in 1861. Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen without bloodshed. There's no example of this happening. <laughs> and then as soon as it does happen, yeah, expect, expect the invasions to start. This is it. This idea is it's, I mean, I understand why, where it comes from. I understand it's uh, it's appeal. But it's also, it is kind of classic conservative. You know, I know the lefties talk about it. They were all on board with this idea when Trump won. I know. But this has been discussed since I've been listening to talk radio back since the 90s. I've heard this idea kicked around in various forms. I've explored the topic in various shows over the course of my, you know, 15, 20 years, whatever. So I, I understand. Is the juice worth the squeeze? This idea that you just keep running away, we're going to start our own countries, we're going to start our own states, we're going to fragment and we'll be better off for it and all that. I mean, that's a that's a rejection of of the project, is it not? Rather than rather than fighting on the terms that we can fight on. But no, no, all is lost. We should just throw in the towel and and try to leave. Do you think they do you think the people that are trying to make you care? Do you think they're going to stop trying to make you care just because you set up a border? These are people that don't recognize borders. The fight is now, right? I mean, this is, you got to win these policy arguments now. You got to, yeah, you got to win elections now. You got to have a better argument now. You got to live a better life and be a better example now. We all need to do this stuff now. This isn't some... Somebody else, please secede from the union, and then I can move there. But you do all the work. Come on. <laughs> That's not a plan. That's not a plan. Um, this is from the AP News, Associated Press. Uh, they have a manifesto. I know, the first thing I thought, would that be a, a woman festo? That's Or they festo maybe. they festo. We have some writings that we're going over that pertain to this date, the actual incident. I don't know what the chief meant by that when he said this date. It could be a reference to this trans day of vengeance that is being planned and publicized. I have I, I have the, uh, the poster. Trans Resistance Network has been notified the shooter involved in today's church school shooting in Nashville was a person identifying as transgender known from online profiles as Aiden or Aubrey Hale. He him. While it is not our policy to engage publicly with news media, we believe this moment calls for a thoughtful response from our collective. We point out that this was not one tragedy, but two. The first tragedy is the loss of life of three children and adults. There were three adults as well. We extend our deepest sympathies and heartfelt prayers to those families dealing with the loss of loved ones. There is nothing we can offer that will comfort the hurt or ease the sorrow. We mourn with you. Three sentences. Four sentences there. One paragraph. The next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven paragraphs are about the more complex tragedy 
is that the shooter felt they had, he had no other effective way to be seen than to lash out by taking the life of others and by consequence himself. See, what, what have they done? They've projected a motive. Now, you don't know what the motive is here. Have you read the manifesto? We don't know what the motive is. If you've noticed, I've not ascribed any motive to this person except that they are evil and deranged. Because you have to be those things in order to do this thing. But for what the cover story is, what the excuse might be, you don't know that. I don't know that. They go on to say they don't uh, claim to know the individual or have access to their inner thoughts and feelings. We do know that life for transgender people is very difficult and made more difficult in the preceding months by a virtual avalanche of anti-trans legislation and public call-outs by right-wing personalities and political figures. It goes on. It goes on and on and on like this. Because you're resisting. Because, because the crowd that is coming and saying that your child, who cannot mentally form a thought about signing a contract that would be legitimate, that is not allowed to get tattoos, that is not allowed to smoke weed or cigarettes or drink alcohol, that cannot make these decisions, but can tell you that they are a different gender. And that if you don't affirm it, you're a terrible parent wanting your own child to die when you resist that idea. You're to blame for a transgender person doing a shooting spree. This too is evil. This too is evil. People have a right to disagree with you. I don't have to affirm your beliefs. Stop trying to make me bend the knee. The rampage occurred weeks after the Tennessee legislature voted to ban chemical castration or mutilation of children and mere days ahead of a day of vengeance hosted by transgender activists that's scheduled to take place in Washington, D.C. and online beginning March 31st. The event was designed to push back against legislation in several Republican states that bans transgender surgery and other hormonal interventions for minors. In other words... What has been going on in Europe? Europe has been doing this. Europe has been rolling back their transgender affirmation care. They've been rolling it back. Because what they have been finding is that now they have you know, data that supports long-term studies. They were experimenting on kids years and years ago. And now that you know these kids have grown up and you can actually measure and discuss with them you know, do you have a better outcome now than you were having at the time? Do you have, you know, you have lower rates of uh, anxiety or depression, that kind of thing, uh, thoughts of suicide, that sort of stuff. Overall, has this been of benefit? And by the way, a lot of them say no. A lot of them lament their decisions. Some of them are suing the hospitals that encourage them to go through it. Lifelong, catastrophic uh, ramifications, injuries. I'm not going to get into the details, like the uh, of the the medical procedures that people endure that never heal, because they cannot. A man transitioning to a woman that that does not ever heal. Um. The website includes a quote from LGBT radical Sylvia Rivera, who praised the violence that occurred during the Stonewall Riot of 1969. And in the aftermath, 
immediate aftermath of the the news that this shooting had occurred, David Pacman, who is, uh, uh, I think he's a podcaster, went on to Twitter exposing his stupidity. Said, uh, it's very surprising that there would be a mass shooting at a Christian school given the lack of prayer is often blamed for these horrible events. Is it possible they weren't praying enough or correctly despite being a Christian school? So blaming blaming the victims. Their skirts were too high, right? They were dressing too provocatively. Washington Post. They put out a story. It's since been taken down. GOP congressman from Nashville District is, quote, heartbroken by shooting. A 2021 photo shows his family with firearms. See how they do? See, Right? This is the game. This is the game. It is, oh, you have firearms, and they had a picture. He had a picture with his, it's like a Christmas card or something. You know, oh, look at us. We're posing with our firearms in front of the Christmas tree. I don't know. Not something I would do. I'm not part of that culture. I don't celebrate it like that. Um, but... They do. He does. He's perfectly free to do that. And you know what the, he and his family have not done? They haven't walked into a school and murdered a bunch of people. Ah, see, but stochastic terrorism. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Just that posting of the picture, that has now prompted even somebody that hates you and your policies has now prompted them to go kill Christians. That's, see, stochastic terrorism apparently only works in one direction. New York Times. They, they focused on the real problem. Quote, there was confusion later on Monday about the gender identity of the assailant in the Nashville shooting. Officials had used she and her to refer to the suspect who, according to a social media post and a LinkedIn profile, appeared to identify as a man in recent months. See, this is the level of chaos and disorder and confusion that has been sown by the postmodernists. Advancing this... You know, Hegelian dialectic. Thank you very much for all of this. Nothing is real. Everything is relative, right? Except that statement, which is an absolute, which, of course, undermines the entire philosophy. But I digress. The fact that nobody could tell what the plain meaning of a statement was because of the corruption of our language and our understanding of what is and is not true. That's, that, is, that was also brought to surface yesterday. USA Today, quote, Police on Monday afternoon said that the shooter was a transgender man. Officials had initially misidentified the gender of the shooter. Like, oh, like, heaven forbid, let's not offend the dead, evil, deranged murderer of children. God forbid we call them by a pronoun that they didn't want us to call them by when they were alive. Pound sand, guys. I don't care. Seriously, I don't care what the shooter wants at all. Not one bit. Got another example, a little closer to home. North Carolina House Democrats, guess what they said? I'll tell you after the news.